Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and welcome to another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. It's been a pretty interesting week. There's been a lot of developments that's been going on, and today we have a pretty special guest uh, calling in from Philadelphia. Uh, he works over at Pricewater Cooper. Uh, 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 is it Pricewater Cooper Waterhouse? Is that uh, what it uh, has turned into now, or is it, uh, oh no, it's Pricewater. <laughs> First Waterhouse Coopers, yep. <laughs> cool. And, you know, he's passionate about helping financial services companies better understand their business processes, identify key risks, and um, implementing opportunities for improvement. And he's been uh, developing um, uh, impactful relationships and maximizing value delivery, and those are his main priorities. Uh, when he's not serving his clients, he enjoys, like, playing golf, collecting vinyls, and trying new restaurants. Uh, he grew up in New Jersey, and uh, he's currently over in Philly. Um, so, Joe, thank you so much for taking a moment to hop on the show today. I know um, in this community and day and age, what really matters most is that personal brand, and it's going to just get more and more important uh, as time goes by. And that personal brand really does help you really go out there and achieve whatever it is that you're potentially looking for in life, whether it's to one day have a promotion or one day maybe even become a chief uh, a C-level executive at a company like um I work with a company called Zoo, and we're currently uh, beta testing a product called Moolah Mail at moolahmail.io. And if anyone wants to go and try some new privacy tools and help us out and go out there and develop the best privacy tools possible that you could use for communication tools and everything beyond that, uh, that's definitely something you could check out. But yeah, it really opens up the doors to so many things. Um, why are you kind of looking to go out there and build your personal brand? What, what's your goals for uh, doing that, Joe? Yeah, of course. Well, I, I really appreciate the time. You know, I know you're a busy guy and everything, so really appreciate you lending some, some of your time. You know, kind of helping me out and talking talk me through this personal brand, a very hot topic. And as you pointed out, as the market continues to get competitive, you know, it just becomes so important of how we're presenting ourselves via social media, in person, and meeting. So really just want to say thank you. Congratulations on your most recent book as well. Uh, both of you, I just want to say thank you. And going back back to, to, to your, your point oh, here, you. You know, the market that, <laughs> of course, the market that, that, that we're in, whether you work in you know, professional services or any business industry, uh, any industry for that matter, it's just the competitive nature is there. And, you know, I think what differentiates us, um, you know, is like we have our product knowledge, we know what we're doing amongst our clients, but, the clients really want to know who you are, you know, uh, working for a great company like PwC, you know, I'm very blessed to, you know, be surrounded by great people, work for incredible clients. Uh, but I think, you know, using this time today really helped me take it to the next level that when I step in a room, I can present myself and people know, you know, who Joe Santone is just from how I carry myself, um, you know, how I present my, myself again, whether it be in person, social media, I think it's t- taking that step to the you know next level. And to your point, 
the longevity of, of your career, you know, really where, where you want to take it. And I think you can learn so much, but it's how you present yourself that can really take you further here. So that's kind of where, where you know, I'm at today. And, uh, you know, really look forward to your insight to really take it to that next level. Cool. So next time you go in to do a risk assurance deal with a potential large corporation, what you kind of want them to do is kind of recognize that you're already the expert, that you already know what you're doing, and kind of build that trust before you get into that business. So you have a higher chance of working with them, higher chance of uh, having them actually listen to the tactics and everything that you're uh, talking about and things like that, right? That's exactly, you're right. It all comes comes down down to a trust. Once the client, you know, gets to trust you and you know build that relationship, you know, everything else there is, is great. So that's exactly it. Cool. Well, the good thing is you're with PwC and it's a large name that has a lot of credibility behind it. So you do kind of get the halo effect that kind of rubs off from uh, the reputation of the company and that that kind of rubs off onto you. Uh, But what we have to do now is kind of really go and make you shine. So um, I I, I told people a little bit about yourself. Uh, Why don't you take a moment to kind of introduce like who you are, um, how you kind of got into uh, this industry and what really led you down this path? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, like, um, like you were saying earlier, you know, I'm from the nor- Northeast, born in uh, New Jersey. Um, you know, I went to college right outside, uh, you know, Philadelphia, a school called Widener University. Um, growing up, you know, sports were a big part of my, my life. Playing uh, baseball specifically, you know, played that throughout high school and played in college as well it's always had a competitive nature and I think today I still try to fill that competitive nature in golf or you know some other physical activity but sports growing up were really big you know for me and um, that and also uh, puzzles and I I think I I enjoyed solving problems and in this case it was putting together a puzzle at a young age I think that's how I found myself in the uh, financial industry uh, in that sense of you know wanting to learn, you know, work more with, with numbers and most importantly, you know, wanting to help people and solve their, their problems. In this huh. instance and where I work today, these people are, are, are clients. They're large financial in- institutions. Um, I think it just kind of came, came through there, that willingness to want to help and serve uh, in this, uh, you know, capacity. And now, you know, being at the firm now for four years, graduated back in uh, 2016, you know, I think it's just, taking it, it all in your first couple of years, and now you're kind of at a level where you want to take it to that next step. Cool. So when you say uh, puzzles, are you talking about like um, the little things where you put the little pieces together or more like a Sudoku game? Yeah, so it's both. From, from, I even look at like riddles I enjoy from uh, puzzles, uh, like pieces, like yeah, actually put, put together, playing a Sudoku, uh, yeah. Um, I think it, all of it, anywhere that you can challenge your your thinking, you know, whether it's, you know, time spent on, on, on a train or even, you know, younger, you know, just kind of throughout, uh, you know, before dinner and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's anywhere that you can challenge your brain in a different way, way of thinking, you know, it's kind of like an exercise on this. Awesome. And um, when you're, when you've been working at PwC for the last few years, have you seen yourself taking a lot of those same elements that you use in puzzles and sports in your career? Yeah, I, I think so. I think especially you know playing playing the sport really kind of and baseball you know, a team sport really kind of helps you put that lens of like our right, understanding your role as part of that team and you know now it's like you know how are we 
as a team going to, to the client and finding a, a solution. And I think that that's where I really leverage, you know, playing, you know, sports throughout my, my life to really understanding, you know, my role, how I can contribute to, to the team and ultimately support it. And I think like that's a big avenue that, you know, now in pretty much any work, work environment, you're going at it with other people and you're on a team, you know, uh, per se. So I think that's been hugely factored into, you know, how I help serve client clients now and how I communicate internally amongst my other teams. Uh, I think that's been huge. And I think, and going to the problem solving, that's what essentially what our, our jobs are and how we think critically to address it. And I think that's so important when you have a team is you bring in different ideas and mindsets that come to one, you know, one solution here. So, yeah, certainly different aspects of playing sports, you know, solving puzzles have come to help serve clients today. Cool. And from what I've seen, like, it is extremely important to kind of take a team approach to really go out there and succeed in any type of business, uh, whether it's consulting, whether it's uh, working in medicine, whatever it may be, that team approach seems to be absolutely essential. But so few people are able to kind of work in the team environment and really get things to work. Uh, what are some things that you do to kind of make that actually stick out and uh, have that team work together so well? Yeah, I, I think it all comes down to communication. Um, I, I'm a big fan, you know, I feel like there can never be too much over, you know, communication. I, I think, you know, especially in this environment, you know, you have so many other projects go, going on, other things externally from work going on. Really, really having the team on, on, on the same page goes a long way. Um, and I think with that, you know, comes, comes trust. And I, and I think it's having that open communication having your teammates know that they can trust you to get a job done. I think that that builds, you know, a lot of cohesiveness and, a, you know, a very productive team. So at the end of the day, I've always felt like if, if you're having open dialogues, communicating with, with the team, um, you know, that's where the, the first area that you're going to start seeing some more success. That's why I try to practice on any job that, that I'm, I'm on. Um, I think that again, you know, builds that, foundation of trust and allows you to rely on people a little more and that helps I think kind of for the whole duration of that project. Cool. And then uh, have you seen a lot of things from your personal life, things that you've had values like instilled as a kid and things like that kind of play out in the business world? Has it been the opposite or what's that kind of been like for you? Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's a great, great point. I'm thankful for my parents, Joe and Jude, uh, for how, how they raised me. And I think it's just ultimately you know, it kind of goes back to being on a team, but, you know, you're ultimately, you know, you're looking out for one another. And, you know, I think that was, that was a big, big principle of my, my parents kind of, you know, kind of promoted throughout is like, you know, caring. And at the end of the day, you know, care. And I, that's whether, you know, it's with, with your teams, with, with the client. And one thing that I kind of, you know, kind of lived by more in college was a little kind of phrase there, you know, a little life motto that I kind of promote it was be excellent and it wasn't so much of being like a perfectionist but like doing the little things right like holding the door for for someone saying hello you know just really being your best self each day and that's like a quote that I have in in my uh, in my room till uh, today it's just be excellent and I think it you know really helps promote you know that that brand that we're talking about today yeah, it really does go a long way, especially since um, as time has progressed, more and more people have kind of just been about themselves as opposed to really building a community or really getting the support from others. So 
uh, I mean, having those values that were instilled from a young age carried through today, that really does give you a little bit of an edge compared to others. So in your career, uh, in the last few years you've been working at PwC, have, have you seen yourself kind of on the growth trajectory? Have you kind of been stuck a little bit? Where, where do you see things as of right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to work, work for a large firm like this. Naturally, you, you, you're going to see some uh, progression just because there's so many opportunities that come up, you know, and you play yourself yeah. in, in a position to kind of to take advantage of those opportunities. Um, so in, in, in essence, you know, the firm, you know, does, does an incredible job of putting you in a position to really, you know, to really, you know, have yourself grow. And, you know, recently, you know, you know, the way we have our levels, like associate, senior associate, manager, and you kind of make, make way up from there. So in this July, I was just promoted to senior associate. So you see some responsibilities I felt kind of really switched on, like, overnight. And in that new role for these past few few months, you know, you, you do learn more about yourself from, like, a managing standpoint. Now now you're kind of more of, like, the face with the client. You kind of t- take more more control of the uh, team inter- internally. So, um, in that sense, yes, you know, like I said, the firm does an incredible job, you know, putting you in that position. Um, and now I'm really seeing that, you know, for the first time now after that promotion in uh, July. Awesome. That's kind of great. Uh, especially since you were able to get a promotion, what, two and a half years into working there? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, just finished up. I guess it was like technically like three, uh, three full, full, full years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's exciting. Cool. Yeah, no, it's been a joy, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of personal branding comes in like two different effects. There is the internal office politics that you have to kind of work, then there's the external audience that you have to uh, attract as well. And if you can kind of master both, then your personal brand will really grow exponentially. And then it really opens up the doors to uh, all types of things that you could really see uh, in your career at PwC or if you decide maybe 10, 20 years down the line that you want to go and move a different direction that can open up doors. There's two. It doesn't really matter what your objectives are. Uh, They'll be achievable as long as you're really investing into your personal brand. So uh, one of the first things that are really essential when it comes to really building that personal brand is going to be your uh, bio. That's the component that's really going to stand out when people first get to know you, especially when they're looking you up online and stuff. Once they're able to get a full understanding of who you are and everything, uh, that's going to be able to get people to know if they like, trust, and know, like, and trust you before they even get to know you. And um, let's say someone out there um, they didn't like sports. They didn't like a lot of the things that you said. They didn't like all the things that you mentioned. Um, and then you went to a client meeting with them and you were trying to sign them on. Do, do you think they would probably sign with you based off uh, your personality and everything? That's a great, great point. Because I know in a lot of this situation talking about if you can relate to something, it goes such a long, long way. But in this scenario that you threw out, um, I, I always still hope just from an energy standpoint, you know, I try to carry myself in someone that carries a positive energy. So while, you know, we, we might not, not like the, or have, have, have the same interest outside of work. Um, hopefully, you know, the, the person finally someone that they would want to work with, someone engaging, and ultimately passionate, you know, whether you know, I'm passionate about sports, you're more, more passionate about something else. Hopefully, you know, they can see that similarity there and wanting to, you know, kind of work together. But, yeah, that's a great point. Um, similarity. 
Yeah, usually from there, it's usually an uphill battle. But then if someone's able to yeah. kind of relate to you completely, then you just kind of walk down the easy path and it's just a lot easier to really get things done. So when you're kind of building a personal brand, if you're able to showcase the sides of you that other people are able to relate to, then it makes it a lot easier. But also at the same time, if if there's a little bit of a connectivity there and people aren't really uh, able to connect, they might look for the other elements too to see if uh, they really do stand out and that might even open up the conversation if they are able to see like your passion and your thoughtfulness and your teamwork ability and your bio and other things like that. Um, once we get back after this commercial break, I'll get into more of exactly how to make a bio. Where can people find you online, Joe? Yeah, you can find me on uh, uh, Twitter uh, at Joe underscore Santone underscore or certainly on uh, LinkedIn at Joseph Santone. Perfect. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim, and we'll be back after this commercial break. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Change can be a scary thing. It's way too easy to stay inside your comfort zone. But the world is changing, and that's not going to stop. Without adapting yourself to the rest of life is just selling yourself short. Join Sandra Hill every week for Grow Your Voice, Overcome Your Fears. You gain insight with expert guests, experiences, and tools to help you navigate the change and perhaps even welcome it. Listen live on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sophia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey everyone, welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Lenny Kim and Joe Santoni here, and we've been talking a lot about uh, Joe's personal life, how he made it into his career, and a lot of the values that kind of instilled behind him. And we were going to work into developing out his bio. But during the commercial break, I asked uh, Joe what he was doing over the weekend. Do you want to share what you're doing over this weekend with everyone? 
Yeah, of course, of course. So um, for those who are familiar with the show Survivor, I think they're actually coming up on their 40th season maybe soon. But, you know, my, my family's a big fan of it, and they're hosting their uh, third annual, uh, you know, Survivor party. Uh, about 15 of our friends that, that are going to get together, and, you know, we go through challenges, get broken up in, 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 into teams, and then one sole survivor will be uh, named at the end. So it, it's a blast. It's a lot of fun, rain or shine event, so they really make, make you, uh, you know, work for it. Uh, you know, really looking forward to it. It'll be a fun time. Cool. I, I, don't, I don't know many people who actually go out there and make survivor parties. You might be the only person that I actually know who does that. So, <laughs> I, I think it's pretty fan. cool. Yeah. So um, a lot of the things that you kind of talked about in this earlier segment that we just had and just right now, you kind of talked about a lot of the teamwork elements, how you like to play sports, uh, how a lot of the values like going out there and always trying to strive and uh, help others by opening the door and doing things like that are really the core elements to really who you are. Now, if you were to, and you even uh, mentioned how your parents raised you and what they instilled into you and how you still have family gatherings and you're doing survivor parties like that, and also a lot of the things that you've talked about in the office where you learned and grew from all the different things that kind of happened, if you were to kind of take all those elements together, uh, what you could is... You, uh, at the end of the show, this is going to be recorded, so it permanently goes up onto the uh, internet. But hey, uh, you could use that, uh, listen to it for a few times, and use the things that you said to kind of craft out your bio. And once you have that, it's going to make you really stand out from other people. Now, out of curiosity, when it comes to like uh, personal branding, building a bio, doing any of the elements that you need for your digital personality, what, what have you kind of done so far? It's funny you uh, say that. In preparation for today, I had to fill, you know, I just kind of filled out like, a little questionnaire and kind of went through the bio. And honestly, Leonard, to be quite candid, that was, I think, the first time I actually sat down and really thought about who, who or, like, what I want to represent in writing about myself. You have, like, a few bios that, that you put together for meetings and just your industry experience, stuff like this. But to really try to, you know, really to this, you know, degree and really kind of understand who I am, you know, really get it out there. This is probably like the first time. So it definitely took me, uh, you know, a few drafts to really said, all right, you know, this is what I'm going to send through to Leonard. Um, so yeah, to be quite honest, I'm pretty, you know, <laughs> at the early stages of, you know, developing that bio. Cool. And um, how old are you? Like in your 30s, late 20s? No, I'm actually, uh, yeah, 26, just turned 26, uh, 26. October 28th. Cool. Awesome. So the good thing is you're ahead of the curve from a lot of other people. Most people kind of go out their whole lives and some haven't even started the process and they're in their 50s, 60s and things like that. So this kind of gives you the uh, uh, starting now is going to really help potentially grow your career significantly, especially let's say you were to consistently grow your brand from today to uh, the age of 31. Uh, because you're going to have so much content out there, because you're going to build your thought leadership into uh, your space and build some authority in your niche, what's going to happen is um, five years from now, you'll have a whole plethora of uh, documentation that kind of proves what you're able to do, uh, showcases who you are, and it's going to grow and consistently grow. So um, other, uh, let's say your colleagues at PwC, if they're not doing the similar tactics that you are, that just puts you on the career trajectory where you can probably move ahead of them, maybe at like two, three, four, or even five times the pace. No, that's, so, a, that's a good, you know, 
great point that, you know, I feel like your bio always continues to uh, develop. And I think getting a really strong foundation at this stage, you know, really kind of puts you, you know, myself in, in like a good, you know, position just to kind of really also kind of allow you to reflect, to kind of think back, like, all right, well, what have I done? You know, how do I want my, my bio to read and what do I have, have to do to, you know, get there? So, no, I think to your point, it's a great exercise. And certainly we'll go back, listen to this, uh, you know, certainly take, you know, take it all in. Yeah, and one thing that I would ask that you also will include into it is probably one of the biggest struggles that you've had in life. Because usually from our struggles, we, even though they are detrimental and even though they do cause havoc in our lives and they cause us to question ourselves and sometimes take away from the things that we do have, once we kind of overcome it, there's usually a lesson, some uh, new value that's really formed within us, and it really helps us go out there and uh, inspire others when they kind of read through things like that or they see things like that. Has there ever been a moment that you found to be quite uh, traumatic in your life? Traumatic in my life? That's a yeah. good, good question. Um, honestly, I think from like a self-confidence standpoint, so I guess it was after freshman year in college, uh, I kind of, I, I got, I say broke out, but I got, uh, you know, vitiligo. And essentially, if you're not familiar, uh, essentially it's kind of like spots get kind of put on, on your skin and, you you know, your body just, the, the pigment, you know, just kind of does it doesn't get it developed and you have spots throughout and you know I had a little logo on my face my body and that's something that you know while thankful that it wasn't like you know too much of a health concern but more or less of an appearance you know that that kind of struck me you when you're in college your freshman year you know you real all about you know meeting people this and that I think that really from a you know self-confidence standpoint really kind of you know kind of gave me a shock and was like wow you know this is now who I am and I think it was just in that taking and how my parents raised me and, you know, all, all the great friends that I met at Weiner really became me. And, you know, again, thankful it's not, you know, too much like a health issue or anything, but it more or less, you know, allowed me to overcome and really kind of grow into my own and, you know, had a tremendous, you know, rest of my freshman year and college career and all onward throughout, but really kind of made it uh, identity now with me. And, you know, for that period of time where the self-confidence was low because of it, you know, really, you know, kind of, hunkered into the values and, you know, kind of what, how I grew up and, you know, we are who, who we are and you, know, we just kind of own it. And I think that that was a, a big moment, especially at, at that age, you know, like you say, you're 18, you know, you're yeah. your freshman year. Um, and that was something today, you know, I still have, have it today, but it's, you know, something that I don't even think twice about anymore. It's more or less, you know, this is me, you know, and you bring your best version of yourself each day. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy how those moments really just test who you are and they kind of push mm. you down into wanting to, like, not feel good about yourself, kind of want to hold you down and make you feel that you're not worthy of everything else. But taking that emotional thought about it and then really going and kind of really just owning it, that takes it takes a lot from within someone to actually be able to do it. And not a lot of people are able to do it, but I mean, even even doing it yourself, it just gives you a lot more confidence and you've been able to go and overcome something within yourself. And when people are able to see elements like that, uh, if you could do that for yourself, then what could you do for a business? Or maybe you could even take a business example on the hardship that you struggle with and kind of use that too. But it gives you the flexibility to really go out there and uh, discuss a lot of things. Uh, when you're working at PwC, did they give you the opportunity to uh, have your own website, like uh, joesantoni.com, or are they more uh, restrictive on that? 
No, you know, they're, they're certainly open to it. You know, and I think that they, you know, advocate, you know, being part of the company, you know, now you re- represent that brand of PwC. And, you know, like I said, it's just been a blessing because, you know, the, you know, the weight and the, the reputation the brand has, you know, you just try to really live up to it. And it's just incredible. So to your point, yeah, you know, they're all about, you know, building our own personal brand. You know, the firm's real big on upskilling us in areas, you know, to really help us be the best professionals in the marketplace. So to your point, yeah, you know, they're completely, um, you know, supportive of that fact of building your, your, your brand. Cool. So what I would also do is uh, if you could spare some money or some time is set up a website, go hire a photographer, do a photo shoot, get them to take a lot of pictures of you doing the things that you love. Maybe you're, uh, maybe you could grab, even if you don't have a photographer, it should be fine. Maybe if you have like a good iPhone or something, you could take some pictures mm-hmm. of you doing the survivor party with your family. Maybe you play <laughs> yeah. sports with your friends, like to kind of give that personality of exactly who you are, because they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And if you could kind of have a, a lot of different pictures of you doing different things and have that um, on your website it's really going to give you the opportunity to really show others who you are plus um, another thing is uh, what really builds out that thought leadership and puts you as an expert into your space is when you go out there and move off from the bio and start developing content now a lot of people think a content is like a 200 something character tweet where they just write one one or two sentences, and they put it out. But uh, that that's really just noise. That's not really uh, that's not really content. What content is is it's more long form. It's something that's a few thousand words, or uh, maybe like five to ten minutes long when it comes to uh, video. And then. Uh, <clears throat> What that really allows you to do is kind of like the show. This is a, what, 40, 50-minute show. And when people kind of see this, they get a full encompassing picture of exactly what's going on. Uh, So one thing is to kind of make a high bar of standard for yourself to kind of produce things and make it at least a minimum of X words or make it a video that's a minimum of, like, X length. And the reason for that is... If you think about it, um, how many times have you seen like a one or two sentence quote go viral? Yeah, you see it a lot. You see pictures about it. Uh, you know, people will live by these uh, quotes. You see a lot of athletes use them as motivation. Yeah, but then they're usually tied back to someone who's built a lifelong reputation, right? They're not really. Oh, yes, of course. And it, yeah. Usually coming out of a long speech or, you know, a really meaningful, um, you know, uh, yeah. yeah, speech, you know. So uh, as you as you just mentioned there, it comes out from a long speech. Maybe that was a 10-minute speech that really touched someone and someone took out one line from it, but then mm-hmm. it's tied back to this longer speech. So what yeah. you usually do is once you have a longer form, uh, like if you just have those words without the uh, long speech, then it's like, okay, it's – uh, it's like yeah. mostly misses when you kind of go out there and do something. And then even like when you think about a song, point, a song's yeah. about three, four minutes long. That's about 250 mm-hmm. to 300 words. A chance of a song going viral is kind of slim too because there's so many songs that are put out there, but uh, very, very few actually hit. 
And then mm-hmm. when it comes to like articles, usually most articles are around like 500 words, but uh, statistics show that the average article is read like <clears throat> less than 100 times. But there are times where an article will be read like uh, 10,000 times, 100,000 times, uh, and in very few instances, a million times. And then uh, there's also when you kind of look at the franchise for uh, who are those superheroes, which store part of the what Avengers? Marvel? <laughs> the Avengers, yeah. 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 So, so when you kind of go and look at the uh, last episode or the last uh, movie that came out from uh, the Avengers, like that one kind of uh, Infinity Wars, that one kind of broke every mm-hmm. single record when it comes to movie sales. And that's because they had so much long form content leading up to that form that once it got to the la- last one, it broke and shattered every single record possible, even took Titanic out the water. And what that kind of shows us is that if we focus on building out long form content consistently, we're able to go out there and take the, take that market lead and go out there and claim that first few positions uh, when it comes to our field. Yeah. Now, no, that's one of, oh, thanks. Uh, one of the uh, great things about this, though, is um, what most people usually do is they come out the gates and they're usually like an expert in one thing. Let's say it's uh, risk management, for example. Um it's really hard for someone to break through when they're only talking about one specific uh, topic. Uh, usually what people have to be good at is like two or three different things to really go out there and succeed. So let's say risk is one thing that you're uh, really good at. From having our conversation just right now, another thing that I've seen that you're pretty good at too is sports. And another thing that I've seen you're kind of good at, too, is when it comes to, like, puzzles and games and doing, like, survivor things and things like that, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So, that least comes to me. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you remember that comment, uh, comic book or comic strip Dilbert? Okay, yeah. That was seen millions and millions and millions of times by people. But when you kind of look at his work, do you think he's the best artist? Probably not. Probably not, right? Do you think he's the yeah, best employee? Uh, there's probably better, but I'm sure he's a, a decent one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then when you kind of look at his humor, is he the funniest uh, person uh, you've ever, or are his, com- his comic strips the funniest things you've ever read? You're right, yeah, no, not, not so funny. Yeah, but what he did is he took three things that he was good at, better than average, he Mm -hmm. combined them together, and when he combined all three Mm -hmm. of those elements together, he became the leader in funny comments about work. Mm. So when you're able to kind of tie those other elements together into who you are, it gives you that ability to really go out there and really just shine with uh, what you're doing. Now... uh, when, when it comes to content, and I think we could touch a little bit more off over this. Actually, let's go to a commercial break real fast, and right after that, I'll get into how you could actually formulate your content so it really stands out. Uh, where can people find you again, Joe? Yeah, so uh, both Instagram and Twitter at Joe underscore Santone uh, underscore, and of course on LinkedIn at Joseph Santone. Cool. And you can always find me at Mr. Leonard Kim. And if you want to go out there and beta test our new privacy tools at uh, Zoo, uh, go to moolamail.io. That's M-U-L-A-M-A-I-L.io. And we'll be back after this commercial break. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to The Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel it's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health wealth and happiness are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts then tune in to the forbes factor with celebrity tv host and inspirational icon forbes riley she's a best-selling author and tv fitness expert and you know her from qvc and hsn now she brings her expert advice and guests to the voice america influencers channel tune in live every wednesday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time for the forbes factor we get Guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1 866 472 5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Leonard and Joe Santoni here, and we've been talking about how to go out there and make amazing content before we hopped off to the commercial break. Uh, So... One of the things that we've kind of started off with in this whole uh, conversation is we kind of got a little personal, right? We talked about, like, uh, your hobbies, your interests, and things that you do like that, Mm -hmm. right, Joe? Exactly, Um, yeah. It's been a great conversation. (laughs) Yeah, so for when you're going out there and you're creating this type of content, whether it's articles or videos or whatever uh, you plan to do, uh, one of the things that you really want to do is kind of at, start everything out with those personal elements and kind of tell a little story before you kind of get into the details. What, what do you think the first piece of content that you want to share is going to be or write about or talk about on video? Mm, that's a good question. I think to your point, yeah, bringing the, the personal aspects important. I think... Ultimately, I guess whenever you're sharing for the first time, it would just be really knowing or getting people to know who you are. Um, and I think from a personal standpoint, it would just kind of be, you know, how I was raised and, you know, my relationship with my family and my, my sister. And from a content perspective, I think, you know, basically what I do every day from a risk insurance, you know, consulting standpoint with financial services clients, you know, really could be around understanding 
their issues and how we go about solving their, their problem. And I think that can all be tied in from just, you know, about our conversation, just from our, uh, you know, conversation here about my experience upbringing um, and really kind of how I go about solving problems in personal life and daily life uh, in the you know, war field. Cool. So what you could kind of do is you can kind of even merge those two elements together where you take from your personal and you also take from your business life and you kind of tie it together. Mm-hmm. So uh, what's one thing in work that kind of really stands out that you could think about right now? One thing like that works that really stands out. I think right now is like the digital age. Uh, we're seeing a lot of our industries being impacted uh, by being you know, digital. The firm has been doing a big emphasis on digitally upskilling us. And I think I'm seeing, you know, impact in how we, you know, serve clients and it changes, you know, everything from our conversations, you know, to how we deliver, you know, uh, solutions. Um, so I think, you know, the digital age is really kind of impacting the financial services industry and, you know, we're, I'm seeing, seeing it, you know, firsthand. Cool. So let's say you took that as a topic and you kind of talked about how, at the beginning, maybe the progression of how your communication had changed with your parents, where it would be talking in person to maybe now if you're FaceTiming or texting or something, and how technology kind of impacted that personal relationship with your uh, parents and your friends as you kind of grew up. And then you kind of moved in into how uh, it's really affecting businesses too. From doing that, you're able to kind of tie in the personal story uh, down into that whole mix. And then you could talk about uh, the how it doesn't just affect businesses, how it affects people too. You move into the business factor. And then once you get into the business portion of it, uh, in, in your role, you do a lot of research? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Especially, you know, when you're uh, learning about clients, the market, yeah, it's definitely a lot of research. Cool. So that's good. Uh, I'm not that great of a researcher, but uh, it's a very strong element to have. (laughs) Uh, So Mm -hmm. what you want to usually do is, like, let's say once you get to the meat and potatoes of the uh, piece of content that you're doing, and you're talking about the uh, X different things that uh, are impacting businesses while they're scaling up to uh, uh, grow in this digital age, maybe one is... uh, what, what what would be the first point that you could kind of think of for that? Yeah, I, I'm just thinking from our, our aspect and how we're, you know, going to clients. But it's also how we are communicating with clients. And what I mean by that is, like, how we are presenting data to them. You know, how how are we helping solve their, their issues? It's basically, you know, from a communication standpoint, I'm not talking about email, but ultimately, you know, PowerPoint, I feel like, is like an old age and basically how we're kind of delivering to them uh, with a data-focused mindset. Cool. So let's say one is filling communication gaps, right? So mm-hmm. then you could state the problem of, of uh, the current state of uh, the communication gaps that currently happen, where like maybe there's misread email, unread emails, things fall through the cracks, project management software doesn't pick it up, whatever it may be. Uh, then what you could do is, because you're a good researcher, is you could go and find a statistic or a study that kind of backs that up. Uh, but usually what people do is if they read one 
piece of research, they go, oh, that could potentially be a fluke. That might not be true. Uh, usually if you have a second piece of research backing that up with another statistic from another uh, another credible organization, then that kind of gives you the uh, validity that it's really true. Uh, then what you could do is, for the next part of it, you could either take a celebrity example or you could take a large corporation example and talk about how that company or that person missed out with the communication flaw to really show that it uh, actually does happen. And then after that, you could talk about uh, maybe an instance that happened in your uh, personal life or with something that kind of happened with you to really... Uh, how that really affected you too. Then after that, you could talk about what the solution is and how others could actually go and implement it themselves. That way you have a full comprehensive picture of how severe the problem is or the solution or anything like that. And then you could really talk about your expertise and how you really go and uh, get out of that. Does that kind of make sense? No, for sure, yeah. You painted the, the, the whole picture there, you know, from the personal aspect, um, you know, to really what the issue and the solution is, and bringing in some credible research and, of course, using some examples more relatable from the celebrity, you know, large, large company aspect. So, yeah, no, it's great, uh, great insight there. Cool. Then you can really go and knock it out by talking about what to do to actually solve the issue, too. So, you kind of have yeah, and I, I think just from, you know, taking a step back from a content standpoint, you know, it's something that, you know, we're never really even think about it, like, you know, what content personally do I have out there, you know, and I think to your point, you know, getting something that, you know, is not just a tweet, you know, it is more of a long-form read or video um, really kind of goes back to, to the brand, um, you know, and also just kind of allows you to get your thoughts and, you know, your, you know, you know, from you know, your experiences really uh, out there. So, yeah, no, I think, it's, I think it's something you'll always just think about someone like yourself or influencers, you know, people like that really kind of put, you know, their thoughts and, you know, uh, you know, opinions out there and their experiences. But I think from all levels uh, and ages, you know, it's definitely useful and putting that content together early on, you know, to pay some pretty good dividends. Yep. And the cool thing about working at a large corporation like PwC is they have resources to help you go out there and push this thing out too. So let's say you write something, it's two to 3,000 words, you're pretty happy with it. Uh, you could go to your uh, public, or your PR team or you could go to your content team and you go, hey, I came up with this piece, do you think you guys could do anything with it? And then one, they're going to be like, wow, this is pretty good stuff that makes us look good yeah sure we'll see what we could do with it so then it's not just your website where it could fall on it could fall under the pwc assets too and maybe they could even say wow this is pretty good if a media opportunity comes up and there's uh, topics to talk about for these types of things maybe we could go to joe and he could help out with these matters and then maybe you could get some tv time some articles or (laughs) some uh, thought leadership put out into some publications and things like that too Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's Some, like, and then just kind of, yeah, and that's, that's, yeah, I think like a grateful thing about being at a firm this size and a firm that's this involved and really, you know, in us. So, no, it's just all, all great, great points, Lenders. 
Yeah, not not that many people work at a large company like yours. So it really gives you those advantages that most people don't actually get by being an independent business owner or being an independent consultant. So may as well take advantage of those. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah, great great community here. Uh, yeah, yeah, very thankful. And uh, the other side of it is uh, you could also not only put this onto your website, you could put this onto your LinkedIn account. You could put it onto a new Quora account where people might ask a question like, what, what should companies do about this uh, change into the digital world and start talking about all the different things that you could be doing with that too. So it gives you the ability to really go out there and be fully comprehensive with uh, putting that content into multiple places. And the more places that you put it into, uh, the higher the probability that it kind of gets re read too. No, that's um, a great point. Yeah, I have a full page of, no of notes here. So it's been ahead. I'm going to look forward to listening back on this. So. Yeah. yeah. Can't thank you. Uh, Oh, no problem. Uh, another thing that you could potentially do is, let's say you, uh, what's one company that you would like to work with one day as a client? Yeah, I, well, that's a good question. There's so many out there that are just, you know, fun clients, just to serve, especially from the financial services, you know, uh, the spectrum. Um, but, you know, I think you look at a company, oh my gosh, I'm trying to try to think about it now, because at the end of the day, they're all, they're all great, and they, especially in you know niche uh, areas. But that's a good question. I never actually thought about which one I want to work with. <laughs> I, I, I guess you, you you look at you know uh, a company like 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 uh, Barclays, um, you know that such a presence worldwide. You know, being on 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 an uh, account with them, or even you know you have your more regional sized institutions. You know they all. Certainly, play a, spe a special spectrum, um, but I, I, I think you know a couple of that side gave you some different visibility, um, certainly different issues um, to help help solve. So, yeah, I think you know when you get a company of that size, you know sometimes uh, you know certainly puts you in a different spot, but you know makes you uh, learn some different skills as well. Yeah, one of the interesting things that you could do with uh, Facebook's advertising platform is you could actually target people who work at specific companies. So let's say you created maybe five, ten different articles uh, that could potentially benefit uh, the people who work over at Barclays. Uh, you could you could load those articles up, and then in your Facebook ads platform, if you decide to maybe spend $100, $200 a month, which isn't too much money, um, <clears throat> either from your personal account or you got your, uh, you got your uh, company to sponsor that ad spend for you, you can start putting that content out into the uh, people who work over at Barclays' newsfeed. And if they start continually seeing your name, start continually seeing your advice and your thought leadership talking about the different things. Do you think that maybe one day they could potentially start working with you too? No, I think that's, uh, that's a great point. And I think especially ha having a brand uh, like the firm, you know, here, it puts you in a position, like you said before, um, to really get your, your presence out there. Um, so, yeah, you know, I think uh, it definitely helps, you know, work we're working for a large institute institution here and you know like you say you know whether whether you're serving a large uh large financial company is only a regional one i think to your point you know how you approach your content both me uh individually as well as the firm you know i mean different avenues like a facebook 
how you, how you address them can really go a long way. And I think it's part right here to your point about really building that, that content, uh, which I certainly look forward to get started on. <laughs> yeah. And you can also do that on LinkedIn and other platforms too, but then by getting in front of the yeah. decision makers with the type of content that's really going to strike a chord with them, it gives you the opportunity to really make anything possible where you could be very intentional with what you're doing as well. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. yeah, and it's not like you're just building a personal brand just to build a personal brand, but you're doing it because you actually see where you want to actually have it all fall into. Exactly, exactly. Cool. Um, no, that's a great point. And I guess, Lender, we still have some time. Just have a quick question for you. Uh, okay. On your end, just about impressions and the brands. So, I mean, you, I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like a few weeks ago you were speaking in uh, Dubai. Was it? Well, it's um, Istanbul. Or, pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Istanbul, you know, you're over to LA now. You know, I know you travel a lot and you speak to a lot of people. And, you know, just out of, you know, curiosity, is you know, when you're meeting someone for, for the first time, what is it that really makes a impression? You know, you know, you said it before, a picture is a thousand words. You know, a first impression, you know, you know, you know, you know it's, it's such a big part. Uh, especially when you're meeting a client for the first time. So just from your experience, you meet so many people from a C-suite level, you know, to an independent business owner, you know, what is something from them, you know, that you take away that's like really impressionable about someone when you, uh, you know, meet that? For me, it's usually the personal values that people have instilled in them. A lot of people, as time has progressed, they've kind of shaved away those core values that they kind of grew up with. And then they got more focused on to other things like money, status, and other things like that. But the people who kind of stay true to their values, even though they uh, they still go out there and succeed, those are the ones who really resonate with them. That's awesome, man. I think to your point, you said before, you know, at the end of the day, you know, your values and your principles are really kind of what you are and building that integrity. So, no, that's, just, that's great to get to hear. So, of course, you know, the insights from someone like you who deals with so many individuals on a daily basis, yeah, I certainly appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Anytime. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you say this personal console helped? Yeah, I, I think it's great. I I would give you know give it a ten, and the, and, and the reason being is not just because we're, we're we're on the line right here, but it really made me think. I mean, going back from you know the, the bio, you know, really made made me think back to like you know putting together you know that that formal bio, um, putting out out content, um, you know, and like I said, you know, we, we personally working for like you know a, a firm like this, you know. You, really have so many resources and, and it provides, you know, such an incredible opportunities and, you know, you kind of just go through and it's already been over three years since, since I've been here and you know, you're working, you know, you just don't really take time to step back and really think about it, you know, where um, you, know, you, you want to be and, and everything like that. So, you know, this is, this content has, has been phenomenal. I think it'll help uh, in, in my personal life. I think it'll, you know, really help, help me to really kind of build my, my presence, my brand here at the firm. So, I think collectively, you know, you hit on a lot of great areas, like I said, personally, professionally, um, and it really makes you think, you know, differently. And it's something that, you know, I think you really rely on your principles and how, you know, your parents, parents uh, you, know, you know, raise you. Um, but have, having like a console like this, talking about it, puts it in a whole different lens. Uh, so for that, awesome. uh, certainly a change. Forever great, grateful. 
Awesome. Thank you. Well, we're about at the end of the show today. Thank you so much for everyone who was tuning in today. If you want to try and beta test uh, Moolah Mail, uh, it's moolahmail.io, M-U-L-A-M-A-I-L.io. You can find Joe Santoni. Uh, uh, it's Joe underscore Santone underscore. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. Cool. And you can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim. And thank you for tuning in for another episode of Grow Your Influence Tree. And we'll see you, we'll see you soon. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.